This is Superlative, a podcast about watches, the people behind them, and the worlds that inspire them. Spending time with the blog to watch community and the stories we discover. Let's get started. Hey everyone, Ariel Adams here with the Superlative Podcast. And my guest today is Mr. James Hendy. He is the General Manager of Authentication at eBay. James, hello. Hello, Ariel. Great to join you today. I think an important initial question uh, before we get into this, and you know, you're the the second person we've had from eBay on. We had uh, Tirath before, who's the, the 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 head of the luxury category. I'm sure that you work closely with him. Um, and eBay is something which is really really important to me. But I like everyone who isn't as involved with eBay to sort of get an idea of what it is that eBay does. So I guess the first question is, why does eBay need an authentication department? Yeah, look, uh, that's one way to jump straight in. Um, Look, what does eBay do? eBay eBay is a marketplace, so connecting both buyers and sellers of all different sizes, shapes from all around the world, uh, presenting a a platform on which they can trade. Why authentication? Um, We've seen considerable growth in in most parts of our business, but specifically in the area of luxury. And as the competition has grown and we've seen the requirement for more and more trust on the platform. Authentication has really been a leading factor in what we felt we've needed to introduce uh, over recent years. Now, let's talk about some of the bigger context here, because I think it's actually bigger than just this issue. But the 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 larger context is protecting people from buying fake goods, right? Because especially with luxury, anything online, we don't see and touch the product. There's concerns and every marketplace of course has has these issues and eBay has invested uh, to my understanding a very large number of resources and time and effort into making sure that when people buy something it's 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 protected um, would, would that sort of generally discuss the context around why something like this is, is built into the eBay uh, uh, portfolio right now yeah look I think that covers a big part of it um, there's also the seller side as well, right? We need to protect our mm-hmm, sellers. Mm-hmm. Um, so the program actually works on, on on both fronts. Buyers buying with trust, understanding that you know an independent third party is going to check that item, check that watch, inspect it before it arrives with you, fills them with confidence to buy. And also on the other side, for the seller, if a seller sends a watch out, and the buyer, you know, for whatever reason, decides to jump in the pool with the crown crown not wound in and there are issues with the watch, it does protect the, the, the seller from sort of bad buyer behavior where someone might try and game the system or, or, or do something that in the past there would have been less recourse. Now we can act as the intermediary on those returns, which really does help our sellers as well. Now, and again, I have a legal background, so I always get curious about some of this. Are these things that eBay has done because it feels that it's going to make the platform more competitive, a higher quality experience for everyone involved? Or are these actually responses to regulatory changes? Because I know that for a long time, you know, platforms online, whether they're social media platforms or marketplace place platforms have existed, you know, in a sort of Wild West style mentality where they have to regulate themselves. And and I'm just curious, is this eBay trying to be the best eBay it is? Or is this, you know, in response to uh, an evolving set of regulations? Look, it's it's mainly in response to what the customer has asked for. You know, eBay has, has forever um, spent a lot of spent a lot of resource staying close to the customer and understanding what they want. And trust on the platform is always a key call out. And being able to introduce something like this to add another level of trust 
goes above and beyond the regulatory um, areas that you've talked about. And, you know, eBay does a lot on that side as well. You know, we have a lot of uh, things that go into play before you can even list an item. We're continually working with brands to remove, remove items on the site. This is really a, a result of the competition. I mean, let's be honest, sort of seven, eight years ago, there was eBay and not a lot else. And then in, in, in the last seven or eight years, many, many platforms have grown, most of them from a place of authentication, you know, guaranteeing the product that is listed on their platform. So eBay has, you know, seen that, noticed it. Yes, we're a big player, but we want to be bigger and we want to be the best. So we have definitely fallen into line with what the customer expects. And, and that's authentication. They expect to have an extra level of trust and care taken with those items that they are they're buying it's an interesting thing because i'm thinking about myself who has been using ebay for 20 years actually at this point and back when i started one of the beauties of ebay was that it was a very sort of free form you know seemingly kind of unregulated market where there's all kinds of weird stuff the good and the bad and everything in between and as the company became more and more mainstream you have to cater to an audience that does not want that experience and it's interesting having a platform that at the same time tries to cater to that that sort of do-it-yourselfer that likes to that likes to sort of like look for the needle in the haystack and the people that just say you know what i don't want any headaches i want to make sure that everything on the platform is, is is a good safe buy has it been difficult to sort of juggle those two competing interests look i don't not really. I mean, I think initially when we launched the program, um, like with anything, you know, when you change something, there's usually a noise that comes from it. But within a very short period of time, I think, you know, because we do have the spectrum on eBay, right? We have you or I maybe listing one or two watches with lower feedback versus a big watch seller who's sold hundreds of thousands of items and got huge feedback score. It's it's been a challenge for the consumer. They come and they see James with his one watch or they say a big seller with loads of feedback. They tend to see that as the safer bet. With this program, it's really leveled the playing field so that a lot of our smaller sellers with great inventory, the private sellers, can now be seen in the same way as some of our big sellers. So it has actually introduced sort of a leveler playing field, which has allowed for the consumers to buy with more confidence. I still think that needle in the haystack is there. You know, if you're prepared to go the extra yards and you really know your you know your business, uh, we're obviously talking watches. If you really understand watches, you can still find those 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 items on eBay. It hasn't really taken that away, but it has enabled you to buy a little bit more freely, knowing that there are protections in place and eBay is getting in the middle of the transaction. That's the main differentiation here. That's a really great way of looking at it um, because I, I I never want eBay to stop being that place to find those awesome deals. But at the same time, no one wants to worry that there's going to be a problem. I remember years and years ago now, um, I bought a watch on eBay that ended up being fake and eBay was great about it. I returned it and it was, it was, it was no problem whatsoever. Um, it wasn't shocking to me that, you know, there was a fake watch on there. It, I, I guess it could happen, but I was really happy with how quickly and easily eBay basically resolved it. And again, this was years before there was any type of verification or authentication thing. And I think that having that experience, at least that was actually quite early on in my eBay experience, made me feel confident in the platform. And I am, I mean, I've done, I don't even know, thousands of transactions on eBay for things. And I bought many, many watches on eBay, knowing that eBay sort of has my back 
has always been there now that I'm thinking about it. Because again, I do like sort of searching for things, but you know, that you sort of expand to that makes a whole lot of sense. So let's just, let's just sort of clarify for people that haven't necessarily gone through the process. And that is today, if you buy a watch, which is $2,000 and over, uh, and we'll talk about what you're launching soon, but it's checked by a third party to make sure it, it is uh, what it says it is. How, how would you describe, just sort of in, in a very quick sense for people unfamiliar, the uh, uh, the authenticity guarantee program? Yeah, absolutely. So as you framed up, anything over $2,000 within the watch category will now be, for the seller side, when they ship the item, their shipping label will have a different address, which is our third party, which is stolen company. That item will be sent to them. They will then unpack, carry out a full multi-point inspection of the watch, make sure that all items are as described, because that's another part of this. It's not just, is the watch real or is the watch a counterfeit? It's also, does the watch that I'm looking at match the listing on eBay? And as you would know, you've, you've bought and sold a lot. There's variants. All, all of us have different ways of describing things. So we want to make sure that the customer is not only getting the real item, but they're also getting the item that they perceive they're getting. So that goes into the detail of beyond is the watch real, is the collateral real, i.e. the box, the papers. Do they match the specific watch that we're looking at? You know, we've had instances where you know, and it's not necessarily the, the seller's fault. It's often just a quality control mistake where, a, you know, a warranty card hasn't actually matched the watch in the box. So at that point, we're able to pause the transaction, reach out to the seller, check and see and make sure. And usually it's just a mistake and they send the, new, the, the right card. We're then able to forward that on to the buyer and just give it a much, much higher level of experience, which in the past would have been buyer gets the watch. They're not necessarily aware when they do finally look at it, be that a week, a day, or months later, they're like, oh, holy smoke, this doesn't actually match. That's kind of annoying now. I've got to try and work my way back through eBay to get to the seller to try and get the card with my purchase. So we then, once the authenticator's done all of that work, they, they pack it up and ship it out to, to the buyer. And as I, as I mentioned earlier, we then, if for any reason there is a return, it comes back through and that same authentication and listing check is carried out on the way back to the seller. Now I've always wondered, and again, I'm not I don't know what kind of answer I'll get, but this sounds like a complicated, expensive process. Um, you know, and it doesn't cost any more. Uh, you know, we're gonna talk about the 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 uh expert verification, which has a small service fee associated with it. But I'm just wondering how how has eBay been able to incorporate the cost of this um thorough and excellent process into its its normal uh, uh, course of running business selling and selling watches? Yeah, look, Ariel, that's a really good question. And I think it comes down to a couple of things. You know, in, in all businesses, like, what's the, what's the end game here? And what we're seeing from this program is that our customers are actually spending more on the platform, i.e. our average sale price for watches has grown since the introduction of this program. And those watch buyers, so a buyer now who's spending $8,000 on a watch is also spending eight to $9,000 on additional items on eBay. And a lot of that is because of the trust that they're seeing, the kind of halo effect of, hey, my watch, my $8,000 Rolex, Omega, whatever it might be, I love that experience. Whilst I'm here, I'm going to buy some other items outside of this category. So we're getting a great value out of our customers, and we're seeing that growing. So the investment from eBay, as you say, this is not an inexpensive process that eBay does bear the cost on, is well worth it because of the longer-term value we're getting from our customers. And that's super important to our platform. 
So is that part of the future of marketplaces like eBay that everything, not just watches, but many, many items have some type of third-party checker? Because again, if you think about the logical extent of this, if you want to make a lot of peer-to-peer online shopping safer, you have a middle person. Um, Or is this going to be something which is going to be expanded beyond watches, but is going to be only within the realm of these sort of high-value collectible goods where people are, you know, of course, where there's a market for fakes. There's a market for fakes in most categories. Yeah, very true. And look, it's how long's a piece of string. I think I think the, the, the way we're looking at it now is these high luxury, high-priced luxury categories, without a doubt. You know, we've already launched this uh, for handbags uh, here in the U.S., um, collectibles. So we've launched it for sneakers. Uh, we just launched last week trading cards. So in these sort of higher price point, collectible areas, luxury areas, I think it absolutely is. It's it's the, it's definitely the future of uh, eBay and platforms like eBay um, to add that extra level of trust and just give the assurance to the customer. Is it for everything? You know, if I'm buying my, my I, I'm just going to make something up here. I don't know, a set of cutlery to go away camping. I'm probably less worried about, is it, is it, is it, is it real or is it not? I don't even know if I would even consider it. But I think in certain areas of the business, it has become the norm, as I said earlier, because competition are doing it, whether they're wholly verticalized competitors who only work in the watch space or only in the handbag space or only in the sneaker space, they are doing this. And therefore, eBay is a much more horizontal platform does need to be offering the same level of experience for the customer. That's interesting, and maybe we'll talk about it a little bit. What I want to talk about now is sort of a more fundamental question about what eBay is, and I think that this is a great topic. A lot of people think that eBay is an auctioneer, and eBay is not an auctioneer. eBay is a place that facilitates uh, mini auctions, if you will, um, and that's a different thing, and, and people tend to bulk eBay sometimes in the same category as the auctioneers, you know, the Christie's, Sotheby's. Bonhams. I know you have work experience in some of those places. Um, you know, does it become an interesting educational challenge to try to tell consumers what eBay is or isn't, or is the the distinction we're talking about sort of more a legal construct right now? And the blending of marketplace, auction house, whatever—it's all just coming together. It's becoming sort of one kind of big messy hybrid at this point. I, I love your thoughts on yeah, that. Yeah, look, that's a great question, and obviously, you know, a little of my background. I spent prior coming. Coming to eBay five years ago, I spent 20 years in the traditional auction world with some of those companies you just mentioned, and and I have to be honest, you know, back then I didn't, I, ne- I never really looked at eBay as like a competitor. You know, we were so white glove. If you were coming to a watch auction, you were coming in, you were physically talking to specialists, you were trying on the watches, you were you were sitting in the audience and you were live bidding um, versus eBay. And I, until I came to eBay, I never really looked at eBay as somewhere that I would be going to purchase my my high-end watches. I was far more used to that auction world. Coming into eBay, I was suddenly like, A, first, wow, like the size of this is just phenomenal. The number of transactions is kind of blows a lot of the auction houses, you know, out of the water. But I think, yes, they're coming together. We're not, you know, we offer auctions in, you know, whether it's a, you know, a five-day, a seven-day, a 10-day auction, you can still auction things on eBay, which is wonderful. And often, just like the auction houses, when you have a really unique item, that's often the way to get the most money. You drive the demand by the uniqueness of the item you're listing, and an auction puts the pressure on for bidding. 
and eBay, that's how it started. It's still available, but with the introduction, as you would know, of like buy it now, it also means we can become far more commercial in terms of bigger sellers selling lots of product quickly. Buy it now enables that. But I think you'll see when you look at the traditional auction houses, a lot of them are more moving towards our model than we are towards their model. And the great thing with eBay is you have you don't have to buy as premium. So if you're buying your watch, you don't have to worry about those additional sort of uh, incurred charges like buyer's premium uh, that you'll pay at a, an auction house, whereas with us, it's it's far cleaner. And I think you're going to see over the next five to 10 years, the two become more aligned as the auction houses are realizing they have to do more online. The pandemic itself has really accelerated that. But eBay will always, I believe, always be at the top of the pile because of the size and velocity of what we do. So many more active buyers and sellers and so much more global reach. Um, but we're definitely seeing them come together. I think I think that's a very good comment from you. I want to sort of boost up eBay, but then mention one thing where I'd love your opinion on how eBay can incorporate something that the traditional auction world does quite well. So why why do I like eBay versus you know other auctions? One, as you mentioned, is that the cost structure seems a lot more fair to me. I think that the cost structure of a lot of traditional auction houses is still based in a world where that's all you had, and they had to do a, a different sort of parameter set of work than they do today. Um, I like eBay because of the flexibility. You know, you don't have to stand in a room at a particularly scheduled time and and bid when they say you need to bid. Um, of course, there's a lot of auctions which are timed, but the ability to bid whenever you want and things like that has made participating in auction a, a lot more convenient. The rules are easier to understand. And of course, like you said about selection, um, at any given time, you can see how how other things do. I mean, one of the problems at auctions is as a buyer, you can get really excited and not really know what something's worth. Now, that's great for the auction house, but as the buyer, you can quickly get in over your head um, trying to make it like a social experience, you know, outbid your friends and things like that. But at the end of the day, you're going to an auction because you're trying to get um, a market price. You're not trying to spend too premium of a price. So these are all reasons for me why eBay is a superior platform and why I've always enjoyed it. But there is a ability to create sort of buzz and excitement and, and entertainment really around certain special auctions that auction houses do better because they're able to consolidate interest. The volume of things happening any given day at eBay is so hard, this becomes hard to do. But is there is there a way you think for eBay to call out particular auctions, make certain things a little bit more entertaining? You know, do a little bit of that thing that traditional auction houses um, still do, I think, a little bit better. Yeah, look, I, I couldn't disagree with you on that. I think, you know, and having been a you know professional auctioneer myself for a number of years and, and, and stood on the rostrum and sold some pretty amazing things and been in rooms that are dead flat when the market's low and been in rooms that are just out of control with people, you know, spending crazy amounts of money on things. It's hard to generate that online. It really is. I think there are ways that eBay can, can, can compete in that space or certainly engage in that space. And I think there are, there are a few things that we're working on at the moment um, that will you will see in the next 12 to 18 months that I think will help us there. Um, one thing I've always found fascinating is like when you see some of the theme sales that come through the auction houses, what a lot of people don't realize is just how long it takes them to build those sales, right? It can take anywhere from six months to several years to build a sale. Whereas at eBay, and I use a really easy um, example for everyone to comprehend is 
imagine the James Bond theme watch sale. Like we could probably go on now between us onto eBay and find most watches that were worn in pretty much every Bond movie uh, since Dr. No. And we could find those on eBay probably within a couple of hours. Now for an auction house to collect and get all of that inventory together would probably take them six, six to 12 months if they could. So I think there is opportunity there, Ariel, that would be, would be great for eBay to explore further. I think where we are really starting to, and, and this authenticity guarantee program really gets us more aligned to them is that white glove service. Uh, as I said before, if we find and see an issue with an item when it comes through, that isn't going to make or break the sale, but the customer needs to be aware of it. We do engage through our customer service team and speak to, to the buyer to make sure they're fully aware of what it is. Maybe there was a, you know, a bracelet that wasn't included or an extra one that was. We will go the extra yards and we're really seeing our customers enjoying that experience and asking, you know, asking for more of that. So I think that's where we get closer to the auction houses is elevating our white glove experience for sure. You know, throughout other industries, I've seen that in the sales category, people like using watches as a test case ground, right? Like you said, that all these things apply to not just watches. You know, you mentioned handbags, trading cards and things like that. But what is it about watches that makes it such a good category to learn, to study, to create templates and best practices that can be applied to other places? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see this time and time again, people saying, well, if we can make it work with watches, maybe we can make it work with everything. Uh, ex explain why you think that is. Yeah, look, it's interesting. Um, and it's, it's, it's very relevant in so far as we launched Authenticity Guarantee first with watches and so I have firsthand experience of, I remember the question well when it was like, where do we go? And I said, look, if we, can get, if we can get it right for watches, I feel like other areas would be not easier to implement. That would be, that would be degrading to those categories because they're all very complex. But, but watches is one where you feel like you have a very in-tune audience. Um, this is a generational audience. You know, we're seeing much more activity from Gen Zs, millennials, all the way through to the, the, the more mature collectors all being very engaged in this space. So for us to get out in watches gives us a really good broad spectrum across the customer and how they will behave to, hey, here's kind of, we're going to add two or three days to the delivery time. However, the watch will be checked by an independent party. How does that sit with you? We can learn really quickly. Whereas if we've gone out in some of the other categories, I feel like the depth of learnings would have been a lot narrower. And as we really look right. at all of these categories, we want to have we wanted to have out the gate the broadest possible spectrum of customers so that we could take those learnings to the other categories. It's funny because I always try to explain to people how watches as a hobby is so complicated. Just appreciating watches, you have to be cultured, you have to be an engineer, you have to know history, you have to have some personal success. It's a high bar just to get into the hobby. But on the other side, making watches, marketing watches, selling watches. It's also a high bar everywhere. It's like the hardest category uh, in so many different fields. And it sort of adds to the sort of mythos as to why this is such an interesting hobby to begin with. Are you yourself uh, a watch guy, so to say? Yeah, look, um, it's interesting because when you work in the auction world for as long as I did, you're spoiled, right? Like I, in my office, I would have a you know, a rotating gallery of paintings, pre pre and post sales. I would get to be at all of the auctions and try on watches that, you know, 
especially when I, when I was a little younger, there was no chance of me ever affording and I could put them on and check them and listen to the specialists and hear about them. And I trained as a specialist in multiple categories, not specifically watches. And through that became, you know, an avid um, enthusiast. Uh, do I collect watches? I trade watches. I like to trade watches. I like the idea of being able to wear watches. I have I have my go-tos. I'm wearing a, a Dark Side of the Moon, moon uh, uh, Omega at the moment, which Very I nice. love. And I've been wearing this for probably the last eight to 10 months. Um, I have a you know a standard pilot watch that I love to wear in IWC, and I have had a lot of other watches, but I've traded. I just traded last week on eBay because the best thing about working at eBay is also you're using the platform. So I'm being the customer continually. I traded a, a Platinum Yachtmaster last week on the platform that went through authenticity guarantee that, as you know, with the craziness of the Rolex market, it just felt like I wasn't wearing this watch. I've got my eye on a few other things. I'll put it on the platform. It sold very quickly. The process was super smooth. Believe it or not, it was six days door to door, including the authentication, which is quite remarkable uh, how we've improved over very the last fast. year. So, so yeah, I definitely, I enjoy to trade. Uh, I do know and have spent a lot of time through my past world with a lot of collectors. Um, so no, I, I absolutely love the space. And, and as do I, and I think that it's, it's almost incumbent that you have to be an enthusiast in watches. If you don't like watches and you work with watches, it's really hard, right? <laughs> now you, you said something interesting and I want to ask you about it. You use the word trade rather than sell. And um, I, I'm interested, what were you thinking when you said that? Yeah, look, I, in, in terms of, I, I look at the, I mean, it's holistic. that The whole trade of watches is buying and selling to me. Um, you know, uh, I would buy and sell watches as I feel like there's something I like or there's an opportunity. As you said, I love eBay for the opportunity it presents. If I'm looking on the platform and I see something that I think is undervalued, whether I like the watch or not, I will buy that to put away to, to then sell. And then other times I'm seeing a watch I just love, right? And I just want to buy to wear. So I'm kind of, and then I will trade in and out of them. I'll trade on, on, on eBay. You know, I've got a lot of friends who, who are often asking me, you know, to help them find watches. Uh, and we'll trade amongst ourselves. It's, it's just a fun, as you know, it's just a fun thing to be involved in because it keeps you aware of the trends in the market and it makes me better at my day job. Here, so here's an idea I had, um, and I wanted to hear your idea on it, because when when you say trade, what I hear is that you, you buy a watch, you enjoy it for a particular amount of time, and then you say, you know what, I want a new experience. I want to give this watch to someone else that wants to have experience. Maybe I want to take their watch. And you, you are using buying and selling, but the idea is that you're basically trying to get other watches. You're trying to go through this whole assortment. And so let's say you bought that Rolex on eBay and you owned it for a while. Maybe eBay could sort of save that listing and allow you to recycle it, maybe update it, but recycle it so that you have these listings associated with purchase histories and it would create a bit of a revolving door with the idea that the watch is, is purchased by someone on eBay and after they enjoy it, it goes back on eBay for them ostensibly to buy some other watch on eBay. Is, is there something to it? Because... You know, if there if the consumer behavior is sell watches not for cash but for capital to buy other watches, 
you know, this might be an interesting way of facilitating that behavior. And I think this way all the time. I'm wondering if, if you and the team also do. Look, it's something, you know, you're spot on. Yeah, we, we talk about that a lot. And you mentioned Tarath earlier. Tarath and I have known each other for years prior to both here and eBay. And we talk a lot about many of these ideas of how the actual watch community behaves versus how eBay behaves and how we bring them closer together. And I think your example is a great one. You know, it, it kind of ties to the whole idea of, you know, the trade in, trade up. Like I have a watch that I want to trade to the next one. I don't necessarily want to be going through the whole process of maybe I'm not someone who loves to sell, but I like know what I want. How can we how can we help enable the user to get those experiences that are conducive to what goes on in the watch world? offline and bring them online so i think there's a lot there ariel that we we still need to un, unpack we're just scratching the surface as you've seen yourself you've been on the platform for 20 years i think there's been more change particularly in the watch space on our platform in the last two than probably in the last 15 and they're all heading in the right direction um so whether it's introducing escrow you know for payments over ten thousand dollars to add another level of protection whether it's introducing the authenticity guarantee program uh, these are all things that are propelling us in the right direction, and we continue offline to think about ways we can do better. When you add these services, the verification and the escrow and other types of you know relatively high-level protections, what do you want the people at the Christie's and the Sotheby's and the Bonhams and the whatnot of the world to think and feel like? It's obviously it's a it's a very competitive move. Uh, it, it it directly affects their potential marketability. What what do you want them to think and feel when that happen when when eBay does all that? Look, I mean, I I basically want them to look and see eBay through a different lens. Uh, I I'm testament to that. I didn't look at eBay in the way I look at it today. I've been with the company for five years and I've seen phenomenal change. As I said, particularly in the last two years, and I think the auction houses definitely take note. I I obviously have a a number of connections within that world, and they're seeing seeing what we're doing. And I think it's becoming ever more evident of the, the power of the platform that is eBay. As I said earlier, the global reach, the number of active users, the fact that I could list, a, I listed a Pepsi about a year ago, and I sold it within 48 hours for a premium price. Like you can't do that at auction. You mentioned it earlier, the flexibility that eBay gives our users, customers, buyers, sellers, is unmatched and unrivaled within the traditional space. And I think that's why you're seeing things like with the auction houses having a more continual auction or a buy it now type experience. That's come from seeing what eBay is doing. Have you visited the gift store for watch lovers? It's called the Blog to Watch store and we carry art, apparel, and accessories for today's timepiece enthusiasts. Buy your wristwatches elsewhere and celebrate the watch collecting hobby with high quality original products at the Blog to Watch store. Right now, the Blog to Watch store features a line of t-shirts inspired by iconic timepieces and designed by the collecting experts at the Blog to Watch. Made from 100% premium cotton, our soft fitted t-shirts are stylish, fun, and models like our iconic diver dial even have a glow in the dark face. The Blog to Watch store carries bespoke yet affordable products, which the Blog to Watch editorial team wanted for themselves as the first customers. 
Visit the website to see what is available right now and we ship internationally with new products coming all the time. Check it out by logging on to store.ablogtowatch.com. That's store.ablogtowatch.com. Now, one of the things that the auction world does well is, you know, curation and presentation. Uh, just because something is presented at auction that adds sort of a veneer of luxury and prestige and legitimacy, sort of like you're walking through a high-end store, like, oh, they're featuring it, Neiman Marcus? Well, I, I guess it must be a nice brand then. And auction houses um, tend to do a good job at curating like products and trying to associate them all with sort of value and luxury and things like that. Whereas the highly democratic nature of a place like eBay um, can make something like that more complicated. What What is it about that approach that you think a platform like eBay could ever learn from? Because I think, I, I hope you'll agree that the sort of adding a veneer of, of authenticity and, and legitimacy to the product and the brand is something that those houses are still quite good at doing. Oh, without a doubt. Um, they are the best in the business. And uh, I've sold enough things um, in my time there to understand the importance of presentation and and the story that goes with it. And I think that's where eBay can, can be better, um, is elevating the story of who and what our customers are. You know, we're doing more and more on social now to engage and bring our sellers to life. Uh, and that's really important so that the, the community, the, the end user sees our, our sellers for who they are, the expertise that they bring to the table, the stories that they have, the experience they have, the access to inventory they have, and I think we need to tell that story. It's hard on our platform for us to simply create a, you know, a, a 14 page catalog entry as an auction house would on a single piece. We don't have that, but we have shown, we've just launched 3D imaging in sneakers, which has been pretty phenomenal. Imagine that for watches on our platform, that could be something. Cool. So I think there are ways we can. Uh, another one is our, actually, when you do buy a watch through our program now, you do get this NFC experience where you tap your phone on the card that comes with your watch and you have the digital history of that piece. I, it's full listing. You have the ability to relist it quickly if you want to sell it. So we are trying to, in an online way, create better experiences. But you and I both know that presenting a, a wonderful car sale in Monte Carlo with one of these big auction houses is is a long way away from what is in, in the, sort of the DNA of eBay today. But selling watches and selling them quickly and getting very competitive market prices without premiums is definitely somewhere that we're, we're way ahead. Have you been able to see any of the recent videos that I made uh, with eBay, like the Bamford one? Yeah, fantastic. I love seeing it. I mean, that piece I think we can continue to evolve with eBay is really getting getting people who are enthusiastic, who are passionate, or even net new to the space and make their first transaction, having those people speak to the community is so powerful. I'm really glad to hear you like that. I had a lot of fun doing those. And for me, what was really important is showing people that there's a direction. Because, you know, eBay is a lot like Google. When you have the search bar, you need, you need to push in a little direction. Otherwise, you're not sure what to do. eBay is fantastic when you know exactly what you're looking for. But, you know, you and I know people like to browse. People like to be told a little bit. You know, they they see shopping uh, as education as much as it is, uh, you know, item acquisition. Um, and 
I thought that by doing something, you could say, okay, here's how an expert would do it. It's a, it's an example a little bit. And I actually believe that a future of media is what I call vicarious shopping. We have vicarious video game playing. We have vicarious eating. We have vicarious project building, vicarious sports. I think that there's a new area which is coming, which is vicarious shopping. And I know it might sound crazy, but, the, but I believe that consumers will watch other consumers that are more skilled to them in a category shopping uh, to, to learn how to buy something. So somebody actually shopping for cameras on eBay will teach other consumers, here's how I might uh, search for cameras on eBay, or it might just be a cathartic, entertaining experience because we know that when you engage in retail therapy, it feels good. It might feel sort of as good to watch someone else buying something. And we already have that uh, on Instagram where we have all these popular videos where someone goes in with a bag of cash and buys something nice and people follow it. And it's so easy for us to be like, why would someone else get excited about someone else buying a Ferrari? But we've noticed it receives quite a number of views. And so uh, I, I know this is sort of going in a few different tangents, but are, are you, do you, you see what I'm saying about the sort of notion of, uh, of vicarious shopping? Oh, 100%. And I'm, I'm like, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of smiling and laughing at the same time. So I kind of do that in a way now. I, I know um, the last purchase I made, I was, I was kind of simultaneously on eBay. I A, had several things I was watching, which were all the same, the same watch, same model. And I also had on my screen like two or three open watch reviews and I'm like watching and listening and it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's almost taking control of my mouse to bid or to put in an offer. And I think you're absolutely right. I think it's not, it's not, you know, crazy. I think it's the way things are going where you do, as you mentioned, video games. I mean, that thing blows my mind how that even works, but I, I can see it coming into our world where I am going to listen to someone who is very knowledgeable about this and they're going to walk me through this and lo and behold at the end of it i bought three of them and i think that is exactly where we're headed how can ebay get in on that you know i'm, I'm just saying there seems to be an opportunity there to like do more of what i did because it seems that it's like it's happening now 100 i think it is happening right now and, and and this is you know these are great great things that ebay are, look, are looking at because we want to stay on trend stroke ahead of the trend and not following the trend. Um, and I think that is exactly what we need to be doing. And I, there are certainly things going on at eBay that are looking at these spaces to see how, to, how do we better engage? How do we, and how do we better engage with different types of people who are not necessarily simply going to shop as you and I might because we understand and know eBay and we'll get onto the platform, we'll know how to use all the filters, we'll know how to get to the items we want to, We'll know when, when we, you know, for instance, when we watch an item, very often that seller will then send us a discounted offer on that to buy it simply because we watched it. Someone using eBay for the first time wouldn't know that, but why can't we show them that through the experience you outlined where someone says, hey, look, this is how you shop for a watch on eBay. This is what you do. I can guarantee that you're going to get offers from these sellers because you've watched this item so sit tight, wait, wait for the offer, and you'll probably save yourself five to ten percent on the price. So I've bought a lot of stuff that yeah. way. Okay, the the that that tool is very effective, you know. And you could take it a step further, where I think that the most times I don't buy something on eBay because I don't know about it, or I miss the auction, or something like that. eBay telling me, and they they do it to a degree. I think it'd be refined. This is probably something you'll be interested in, or. 
you missed out on the last time you tried to bid on this, but this is another thing like this coming up. Like I, it, eBay probably loses more money by people just accidentally missing something than anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we've got a lot better. You've probably seen that yourself. I know. I used to. I used to. I used to be one of the people being, you know, loudest in the room saying, "I, I really think this this recommendation is wrong. It's not relevant enough." And I've really noticed in the last few years how much better our algorithms have got at showing me the same item or very similar. And I have, like you said, I have bought based on that. And I'd say two years ago, I probably wouldn't, but it has really improved and continues to improve so that once I miss an item, I'm actually being served up, not something that is different, but something that is very, very similar, if not exactly the same at the same price point that I wouldn't otherwise have you know, I would have spent another day looking for. So it's really getting a lot better on the platform. Here's something I actually don't know, and I and I love your your feedback on it. I know that you know eBay is obviously a global product, and there's there's eBay all around the world. But is it is it the fact that there's different inventories available el- different places? Like if I go to Germany or Japan, am I going to see different like watches available than in the United States? So yeah, you will absolutely, and um, that's a that's a good call out because we we are now live with the program in both Germany and the UK market. So we have our authentication centers set up in London and Berlin. So any watches bought there domestically will go through those centers. Um, just 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 this week, actually, I had a look before the call to see if there was anything exciting that had gone on there. We had a we had a uh, an Aquanaut um, Blue Anniversary that we sold, and in in Germany, we had literally a, a uh, lineup of all of the sports models. We had the Kermit, the Batman. Um, we had a great week in, in both markets. So, yes, it will surface. You'll be surfaced watches in different regions. Transacting domestically, you go through our program. Where we want to get to next with this aerial is that we can basically be able to cross-border trade anything, making sure they go through our centers. So there's a lot more to come there. We also want to look at, you know, some of our Asian markets um, where we've been able to, we've already opened it up for um, imports from Japan into the U.S. where we'll check those items when they arrive here, put them through the program as well. And that's been really well received and is obviously a great channel for us. Okay, so that's interesting. So what has to happen? Do the watches need to bounce around through a bunch of tax-free zones? They will come in directly as if they're imported. We manage the import. Through, through, our, through our partner and then do the same check and test and it goes on to the end buyer in the same way it would prior to authenticity guarantee when you were buying directly from, for instance, a Japanese seller. So, I, I mean, that's something that I, I also agree would be great is, is the ability to do that. Is there, is there an ability to sort of like preview that process or, or you know, give um, special access to watch people? Because the ability to have the watches move from market to market I mean, that could be that could be so amazing for the collector experience. I mean, like, how fast can you make that happen? Look, it's something you know, Taraf and I talk about all the time. Is that, and it comes back to your earlier comment about why watches first. Well, watches is a truly global market, right? It's an absolute um, global market. Everyone is trading globally. I think it's something that we really need to explore because our platform has huge number of users in all of these different countries. And we're, we've still got work to do, but we want to connect those dots so that you can seamlessly buy and sell and the products can move in a trusted environment. So authenticity guarantee is essential for that. 
Okay, so let's talk about this new product that by the time people hear this show uh, will be live. Uh, it's still it's still a secret right now. Um, it's called expert verification, if I if I recall correctly. And this is the first time that I know eBay has like a, a service, an optional service that you can pay for. Maybe there are other things in the past I'm not aware of, but this is a very new thing. Uh, t- talk about this. Where did this come from? What is this for? And, and how is this all implemented? Yeah, so look, expert verification, I mean, it's the, it's the evolution of the program we have now. As we stated earlier, the watch program authenticity guarantee is for items over $2,000. Expert verification allows buyers for those watches um, that we see as significantly important in the luxury space from $1,000 to $2,000 to go through the same process. So they do; they are independently in- inspected through the same partner, all of the same checks. The difference being that the buyer will pay a fee um, of $80 to have that additional service. So we see it as opening, opening it up again good exploration to see the demand, um, added trust for those watches. As you would know, there's a lot of great watches at $1,000 to $2,000, especially as an entry-level watch for someone who, you know, it's their first buy. We want to add that level of trust. Uh, and our market research has shown that there's there's an opportunity. Again, it's what the customer wants. So we're super excited to get that, that program uh, live. You know, I just recently learned that there's tools within eBay that allow you to research um, pricing and histories of different products and things like that. And what occurred to me is that you're sitting on this wealth of data. And this is data that would be interesting to help, you know, inform people. Um, If you have these types of watches, you might want to list them. Uh, These types of watches, you know, don't seem to have that much demand. There's good deals over here. Is there an opportunity from a, a media perspective, even on eBay, to produce content based upon the analytics to just discuss what's going on with the market and recommendations, it seems like there's, and again, I'm just brainstorming maybe crazy ideas, but relatively low-cost ways of stimulating a lot of consumer behavior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, look, again, um, you know, you're hitting a lot of the right chords here um, as we, we're continually evolving um, and, and in many ways watch first. We're evolving and figuring out better ways to engage with the customers better ways to help our sellers sell, um, you know, having more content provided within the, the listing flow really does help. Um, engaging with the customer, as we talked about earlier, educating them on the watch. Um, you know, even, I even go to the things like, there are those customers out there who want to own a watch because they have a mechanical background and they love the idea of what the watch actually does. There are those customers who they have someone be it a celebrity, a sports star, a friend who wears a particular watch and they want to wear that watch. So we want to get to the place really where we're serving up the right sort of content and the right thing to the right customer. And I think I think this what we've seen in the last few years in this space, we're going to see uh, happen a lot quickly in the, in the next 12 months. So what's the watch culture like at eBay? Obviously, people are talking about watches all day long. You like watches. I know that Tirath likes watches, but I've always been curious. I don't know a lot of the people eBay. It's a very mature, corporate, publicly traded company. Um, you know, is it is it full of people that have appreciation for this stuff? Look, um, it, it's funny because it, it is. It's a big corporate company, but most people that work there, the majority of people that work there, work there because 
it's it's just a great company and it's it's built around the right pillars you know it's connecting buyers and sellers doesn't matter what your background you, you can buy and sell and trade on eBay whether you need to make a few dollars to to pay your next month's rent or whether you're running a business it is for everyone and it's the same internally it's amazing when we started these programs and we got a little more focus how many people came out of the woodworkers you know watch collectors uh, you know they have two or three watches or 10 or 20 watches and in the last few years, and Trath's testament, you know, and myself too, a lot more people have been brought into the company who do come from a background with more knowledge and experience. And the teams are being built up to have that because, yes, we're a tech company, but we're, 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 we're buying and selling products or our, so our customers are buying and selling products. We need to understand the product. So within my team alone, um, it, it, would, it, would, it would frighten people to see how many watches the team owns between them. And we constantly, like every week, there's another conversation about a watch that someone bought or, or what people want right now. So it, it is really enjoyable because, you know, we talked about the auction world before the exposure I got to go and see all of these things. We are continually showing each other our collections uh, and having a lot of fun with it because it it's fun. At the end of the day, coming into to work or working from home and being able to talk with like-minded people about watches i mean what could be better one of the things that i'm 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 also curious about is what you think the traditional watch and auction world can learn from how a company like ebay does business i mean we know that the watch industry is sort of like big as and boastful as like to be is full of of small and medium-sized companies for the most part and um they don't know a lot about how the world works over in silicon valley and california and things like that which has innovated in business practices a lot you know Share share some business advice with them because I always, you know, again, I'm, I live in Los Angeles. I started uh, a blog to watch, you know, when I was living in San Francisco. Like, I'm more familiar with the California way of doing business, and I always sometimes laugh at some of the seemingly backward ways they do things, like their perspectives on marketing and, and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, you know, give gives them a couple of wise words. <laughs> Look, I think eyes wide open. I think. And I and I love the auction world, and it's 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 something I'm still very connected with, and have a lot of um, colleagues colleagues in that space. I think it's just being eyes wide open to change, and change coming quicker. Uh, Silicon Valley is exactly that. Doesn't matter which company you're working for in Silicon Valley, it tends to be moving at a pretty pretty hot pace. And I think we're starting to see it, certainly with some of the, I would say, the top of the auction chain, and then some of the more um, intuitive auction houses that are smaller where they're trying different things you know online only sales continual opportunity to buy as i said earlier i think uh having having to wait auction cycles which typically you know are three to six month cycles where inventory can sit and sit still for the period between sales if an item doesn't sell in january it sits still for another three or four months like that that inventory should be active continually because because it didn't sell in January doesn't mean it couldn't have sold in February or the very next day. And I think one thing that they could really iterate on is having inventory be live, having collections grow, i.e. online, you can see it. You don't have to wait for the big unveiling. You can actually see the, the catalog growing as it's happening, engage with the customer through that, bring in new customers because it's a more engaging experience to see that collection grow um, and just diversify a little bit. I think see see the customer for what the customer needs rather than what 
you feel is the best way to deliver the product to them. That would probably be a couple of things that I would, would jump on. Sage advice, indeed. Uh, let's end by just talking about what's coming next. Obviously, this is a work in progress. Uh, everything from the authenticity guarantee to the expert verification and all the wonderful protection services for watches and other categories. What are some of the next things we're going to see? What is the team um, hard at work on preparing next? Yeah, look, we, um, you know, we've just launched. So obviously outside of watches, trading cards, as you would know, is another hot space um, growing at growing at crazy, crazy rates. Um, everyone in the world seems to be in that space right now. And eBay is a, is a huge player, the biggest player in that in that area. So trading cards are us exciting to get that one get that one going and expanding that to cover other parts of the trading card space, continuing to iterate on the process that we have, improving upon the experience that we have through both authenticity guarantee, launching um, uh, ver ver expert verification, continuing to uh, work with our, our partners on other parts of eBay, as I said, in the, the listing flow, how we improve that listing flow, how we continue to improve our algorithms, how we continue to, re to remove product proactively um, because the authenticity guarantee program touches sold items. We want to continue to make sure the site is the best experience for people using it. Um, and, and, and expansion, you know, expansion, we want to expand globally. We want to bring in our partners and, and connect the dots globally. I think that's a key thing for eBay right now. That's very exciting. Um, what are some of the sort of like, headaches that people should know about, about how difficult some of this stuff to do. I mean, you know, when it's released, it all looks so seamless, but, you know, share a little bit of sort of inside baseball, like where, where are the tough things, you know, where are some of the engineering challenges and miracles that, that, that are going to happen? Yeah. Look, I mean, you know, eBay is a big corporate company and connect, there's a lot of connected parts. You know, my, my world is the physical world, should we say, of making sure that whether it's a partner or an in-house um, capability for authentication, that we have all of our checks and balances, that we have the physical expertise, that we have the process, that we have the inbound shipping and the outbound shipping, insurance taken care of to make sure items arrive in the same way that you know, we, 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 we send them out. Um, but we have product. You know, we have to connect the dots from product. We have to develop tools to enable our authenticators to be able to you know, check boxes whilst working efficiently in a clean environment. Um, so there's a huge amount, a huge lift on the product front. There are tools that are built specifically for authentication. Um, there's, as I said, myriads of shipping and insurance and pieces that all have to come to life. And of course, the moment you're live in these categories is really where this journey begins because we want to improve every day. So we have seen seen and made changes since the launch of uh, authenticity guarantee for watches um, uh, we have continued to iterate continue to change to work with our partner to really refine that experience as i mentioned before the customer the customer tells us often what we want to hear but they also tell us what we don't want to hear and we need to be able to contextualize that and make changes that make sense for a given category and that that can vary. That can vary from watches to sneakers to handbags to trading cards. So it really is a it's a complex it's a complex journey to get to a, a live state. And then once we're live, it's the continual iteration that I see from the teams across eBay day in day out, which honestly blows my mind because 
the customer is always at the center of what we're trying to do. Uh, and I think so long as we keep that mindset, then then we're set up for, for a future success. That all sounds very exciting. So um, before we go out, just remind everyone, where can they go on eBay to take advantage uh, or learn more about these various types of services and especially the uh, expert verification, which uh, should be rolling out as this show comes out? Yeah, so um, uh, if you, the simplest way to do this is hop onto the watch category on eBay. If you're looking for a particular model, as you'll know yourself, Ariel, we've got a, an amazingly powerful search engine that will, will bring up the, the watch, the model that you want to see. As you scroll down through, you'll see clearly called out the, the check mark that says authenticity guarantee. From there, you can go through and actually watch. We've got numerous videos also you know, across YouTube and, and, and other platforms to see just exactly what's going on, what we are checking, how we're checking, get a little bit more information about the platform. But I mean, I wholeheartedly encourage people to, to, play, to play around with eBay, to go on to, as we talked about earlier, put, put down watch lists, start building watch as in to look at, put, put down watch lists, start building your inventory. eBay is an endless source of knowledge. So even if you're new to the watch space and you're just exploring, eBay is the place that you can lose not just hours, but days and weeks exploring. And, and when the time's right uh, and you make that purchase, you now know that you have the, the confidence of, of everything that hopefully you've heard on this podcast. But beyond that, the, the eBay backing to make sure that your items are authentic, to make sure you're protected and to make sure that you, you don't just make one purchase, but you come back for, for many, many more. Thank you very much, everyone. This has been James Hendy of eBay, and you've been listening to Superlative Podcast. Go to ebay.com, check out watches. I do probably every day. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Superlative Podcast. Support the show by subscribing and rating it on your preferred podcast platform. For questions, comments, and ideas, please email the show at superlative at blog2watch.com. For the latest in watch news, reviews, and culture, visit a blog2watch.com. <laughs>